Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and organization. It doesn't have to be complicated. With us in our virtual studio is Chris Scrott, uh, owner and founder of Organizing Maniacs. Before we get into the show, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, better known as CHAB, for bringing this program to you. To celebrate, we are anxious to give away Uh, digital copies of Attention Magazine to get yours. Uh, Listen to our show. Several times we're going to uh, share a secret word. Uh, Write it down and listen to another show for a secret word in that show. Write it down. Send us an email. The address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get your email, we will forward you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and Chad will send you a PDF copy of the next Attention Magazine when it is in print. Uh, We've got a a tip that Chad wants to share, and uh, we'll get into the content of our show. Are you up to date on the latest ADHD information? Do you need expert advice and tips to help you or a loved one manage ADHD? Sounds like you need Chad's Attention Magazine. Each issue covers relevant topics, resources, and strategies for parents, caregivers, educators, partners, and adults. So start your digital subscription today. Visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying Uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay. Tonight we have uh, Chris Scrott with us in our virtual studio. She's the owner and founder of Organizing Maniacs, a productivity consulting and professional organizing service located in Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, organizing Maniacs provides services to those in the uh, D.C. metropolitan area. Uh, Chris is a certified professional organizer, certified professional organizer in chronic disorganization, productivity consultant, speaker, and business success educator. She holds a bachelor degree in marketing and a minor in business management from Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. She was honored by her peers in 2017 for the NAPO Founders Award, uh, one of the highest honors in her industry. Chris is a member of ADD and a contributing author to Attention Magazine. She also speaks at their national conference. In 2011, Chris was selected to provide aftercare support for Virginia participants in the A&E show Hoarders. You can find more about Chris on her website, organizingmaniac.com. With that, Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. How's it going? Awesome. So glad to have you back. Um, everybody, this is a, a – I'm so lucky to, uh, to be the host of Attention Talk Radio. I've learned so much over the years. Every once in a while, 
you go out there and you do some things. And recently I've been um, just had a couple of show ideas that I threw out to people and uh, I sent one out and Chris came back and said, you know, organization doesn't have to be complicated. I'm going, oh my God, that makes so much sense to me. <laughs> makes so much sense to me. I get to learn something on this because it's, it's a little bit new to me. So just tell me a little bit about Tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a professional organizer, and then can you get into like the, the notion of organization and complicated, and then let's kind of delve into to understand a little bit of that so we can simplify the lives of those out there who struggle. Yeah, I own Organizing Maniacs in the Washington, D.C. metro area, and we have been organizing people's, people in their homes for the last 14 years. And I think you and I have talked about this before, but when you when you sent me your list of suggested topics, I was ah, oh, why do people think organizing has to be complicated? And the one thing that uh, came up for me is like uh, regularly, I am taking people's systems apart and like streamlining it for them because I find that uh, what a lot of people have is like a hodgepodge of systems that they're trying to piece together, right? They read a book and then they learn something and they're like, oh, I'm going to implement this. And then they read another book and then there's something else and they're like, well, that should go with this other thing that I'm doing. <laughs> and before you know it, they will have like a Frankenstein of a system <laughs> that doesn't work at all. Uh, so then I go over there and I'm, I just try to like take pieces away. Like you don't really need this and you don't really need that. And like, how do you simplify uh, just seems to be like a lot of the times I'm just really simplifying what people are already doing and just stream, streamlining it for them because it is crazy how complicated people make their systems to be in anything like in time management, like with their filing systems or like just putting things around the, you know, way around their homes. Mm-hmm. So – you, you said something. They, they read a book. They try this. Read a book. They try and the Frankenstein systems. Do, do you, first of all, it's interesting because they read a book and they do this stuff. There's this quest now. I think consequence to try to get organized, and it's mm-hmm. almost like the more books they are, the more disorganized people seem to become. Is that mm-hmm. is that just my ignorance, or is, you see, is there something to that? No, I think you're right on. I think. Uh, we have become a society of people that just want to learn, right? Like the information mm-hmm. is so easily available at our fingertips all the time. So we're just constantly learning things. And you and I love to learn, right? We're attending a lot yep. of the same conferences. It's like you go because you're trying to get some new tip. And I remember one time you said, like, I am just trying to get one thing. Like I'm trying to learn one thing. If I walk away with mm-hmm. one thing, I feel like I've gotten my money's worth out of that class. And I think it's the same thing with a book, right? We, we're reading an average 200 pages to learn something. And because you read this book, our brain is committed to, like, you must implement something that you learned from this mm-hmm. book, which then means layering whatever you're already doing with something new. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily always good for you, right? It's like, I don't know, one more apple a day is not going to make you healthier. It could mean like you're over-consuming calories just because you're eating too many <laughs> apples. And it's, and it's the same thing when it comes to, like, organizing systems. Like, one more thing is not going to make you more organized. That may just yeah. really throw the whole system for a loop. So 
when you go out into people's houses and they have these Frankenstein systems, do you end up is your sense is it like the best of different systems, or do you kind of find yourself whittling your way down to like one or two core systems, or are you kind of boiling it down and kind of reinventing? Can you just you can talk out loud about that. I'm kind of curious how that kind of plays out. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the times I'm really just trying to understand. You know, you coach people who are living, right? And we have yep. talked about this before, too. Is like you are trying to listen to, like, what do people need? What do they want? What are they looking for? What are their goals? Like, and why are things not working for them? I'm always curious, like, what is it that you're doing that really doesn't work? I'm more interested in what they have tried that uh, they have failed at or what they haven't tried at all. Uh, and then I'm looking at, like, what are you doing that really works for you? And, like, mm-hmm. how how is that – sometimes people give you enough information that you can tell where, the, you know, where the Frankenstein part of the story <laughs> needs to go. Like, like you can see, you know, in, in people's – I mean, clearly we organize people in their homes, so visually you can see where the fail points are, right? You can mm-hmm. see where they're dumping their mail or you can – you know, I can – I can see how their filing systems are completely uh, so minutely detailed that it's like yeah. crazy town, right? It's like yeah. I sometimes go into people's homes and they will have so many files, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like w- my brain is uh, exhausted just yeah. looking at it, never mind the idea of actually putting paper inside of these files. Crazy. So my brain would just, default to yep. saying I'll just put it here for now and then I'll come back and deal with it some other time but the truth is is that like the moment you put something down that the system doesn't work for you that's the moment that it should be destroyed because it's clearly you're not going to come back to it right I find that yep. like once you lose the system that's basically the end of it you have to start over and do something else again um, the problem it's been that also you know during a global pandemic uh we have lost a lot of our systems uh, because our daily routines was just kind of upended in like crazy ways you know whether people were all working from home or all of their families were there like everything about our systems that worked it's a little off and i find that people are trying to figure that out again and that's where I'm yeah. seeing a lot of the Frankenstein because they're they're like this thing really used to work before the pandemic, and now I'm trying to piece it with this thing that doesn't work anymore because everybody's like in the house for some reason. Yep. And I'm just trying to create a new way of being. So I'm finding a lot of people completely overwhelmed by like wow. uh, what used to work, finding new work, and just and just really exhausting themselves with these like. You know, more books and more systems and more one. Yeah. It just feels it feels overwhelming, and I can see people's overwhelm. And I yeah. and I love that we're having this conversation about, you know, the the truth is is that like, simplifying may be the answer for yeah. you know people out there. So uh, a few things, two things that my father taught me growing up. I I, mm-hmm. I grew up about an hour southwest of D.C. in high school, which is actually kind of an hour southwest where Chris is right now, and we had 22 acres. I called it like green acres at the time. My dad worked for IBM, so we'd wake up at 6 o'clock and drive in the morning, come back in the afternoon with cows, horses, pigs, chickens, all that kind of stuff. I wasn't around much for that, but it was kind of a semi-hobby like kind of hobby farm, and, and there was two things that came out. Number one, the more things you own – the more things you own that are broken. 
And, mm. and, and when you have something, the more moving parts you have, the higher probability it's going to be broken. And there's something mm-hmm. to be said for some simplicity. And, you know, as time went on, I got to know some people that were farmers. You call them farmers, but basically stuff grew, but they spent all their time fixing stuff. And so we come back from the break. I want to kind of delve into that a little bit more detailed. And I actually – I think I have a personal example of something I'd like to share about how you think through and simplify some systems. And I'll be interested in, in uh, maybe some stories that you have, Chris, so that people can get a sense of this. Uh, before we go to break, um, our secret word tonight is complicated, and uh, Chris does a spectacular job uh, at what she does, and she's got a great website, organizingmaniacs.com. And before we go to break, Chris, how did you come up with the name Organizing Maniacs? <laughs> um, I, I have been called a maniac on multiple <laughs> occasions before I started organizing, and that always stuck to me as like, um, an endearing thing that people would say to me. So when I started, uh, when I started organizing, I was like, oh, I could be the organizing maniac. And the funny and thing now is that, like, I'll, sometimes people call me and they'll be like, are you the maniac or am I the maniac? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh Everybody, you got you got to love her tone of voice. She totally owns it. Doesn't sound so natural for her. I mean, she's she's totally there, and that's why you have to call her because she's got her stuff together. So anyway, check out her website, and uh, with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Chris Scott uh, of Organizing Maniacs, having a great conversation about organizational systems and the notion it doesn't have to be uh, so complicated. And I think I'm going to share a little bit of a personal story. Chris, I'll be interested in your thoughts on this. Uh, Years ago, I still pay bills by paper. Um, I like paper because it comes to me in the mailbox, so I know that it's there. It's not like I get an email. Oh, my God. Then I have to go find a website find my username, find my password, go find where it is on the website that is because I can never figure it all out. It's just like it's complicated, whereas if Bill just shows up in my mailbox, it's there. And I'm lucky because where my mail comes in, i got a trash can right under it. My, my mailbox is half in my garage and half sticking out. So it simplified the process. But I used to have bills, and I was like, okay, i got to be organized. And I would file all my bills. Um, all the electric bills were in the electric file. And then the like uh, internet or uh, garbage or you know whatever it was and it was it was tedious and kind of complicated. Then one day I began to realize is why the hell am I filing all this stuff? And I and well because if I have a problem with a bill or something I need to put my hands on it. And then I started realizing well how often do I actually have to go retrieve a bill? And it was, well, it was not that often but it would happen from time to time. So what I came up with is why am I doing all that? And literally I got a box. And when I pay bills, I just drop it into the box. 
And the thing about it is, is it's kind of chronological. If it was at the beginning of the year, it's at the bottom of the box. And if it's like now it's here, and if it's like, like in, and by the way, this is being uh, taped in July. If it's like March, I, all I do is pull the pile out and I flip the paper in half and go, I get an idea where I am. Now, all my bills are kind of commingled, but I actually can find it relatively fast. And, and, and I took a system that was more effortful and detailed that was kind of complicated, and I boiled it down into this real simple thing. So literally – the bill comes in the mail. I take the stuff off. It sits there next to my desk. I log on like every week on my my bank. I pay the bills right from my bank, and then I just drop it in the box, and if I have a problem, I can kind of find it. Is that a good example of simplifying, making keep, keep things simple? Yeah. Just your thoughts on that? I know. I loved it when you shared it with me. I, I just loved how simple it was, and that is a great way to simplify something that doesn't make any absolutely any sense in like creating minute filing systems right uh and that is a perfect example of something that i just literally take away all the time because people will have like a verizon folder or i don't know what kind of cable company you have here but like comcast yep. is big here and they'll mm-hmm. have their water bill and they'll have their you know all of their credit cards will have a folder and then before you know it you'll have 12 to 15 different places you have to put pieces of paper where your system is like you grab it all together and you just stick it in one box. It takes you seconds. And the truth is what you just said, like the likelihood that you're ever going to need any of that paperwork is so small that mm-hmm. you are, you're willing to go into the box and then have to suffer for a few minutes to like page through it even, you know, and find the piece of paper that you need or not. And then you just purge it from the bottom and yep. then you're just good to go. So it's like, it's so simple to use. It saves you so much yep. time in in filing and yep. uh, creating folders and purging it. Because the other thing is, like, people will put that stuff into their filing system, and then there's nothing that triggers it to come out. Not that long ago, I worked with a client that literally had fire, files back to, like, the 1980s. And I'm wow. like, why are you keeping all of this stuff? And she's like, I don't know. We made those files. Uh, we put them in the basement, and we had this space, so we had no need to go over there. And now, of course, they're moving, and there's all of this paperwork to be. And it was very organized, and it looked great, but I'm like, oh, my God, you have, like, nine filing cabinets worth of paperwork that there was nothing that triggered you to get rid of. So yep. your box system is actually amazing. I create a very similar version to people, but I think, like, everybody should use your system. It's like, <laughs> you know what, if you need a pretty box, just get a pretty box, which is kind of like I call that formalizing the pile, right, because people have those yeah. piles sitting on their desk or sitting on their kitchen counters or sitting somewhere because they're just waiting for a little while. They're, you know, they're – like, I might need this next month, but the truth is, is that they really really don't. So um, you, should, you should name yeah. your, your box filing something <laughs> and sell it to people. <laughs> so I, I, I'm just popping some other things that I've learned over the years, simplified systems, is when I have a manual, I just tape it to whatever it is. So the washing machine manual is taped to the side of it. The TV manual is taped to the back side of it. The stereo manual is actually sitting under the stereo type thing. So everything's filed yeah. where I would actually use it so I don't have to go track it down because I can never find it when I go tr- kind of track it down. Again, just another idea of just kind of keeping it simple. And I know for me, Chris, one of the things that I've learned is I'm a very categorical type person. So like when I have to find something, like my inbox is a great example – uh, or my my documents, I 
I can never remember a name of a file or folder, but I go in and I take a look at like my documents and there's like five folders and I look at, okay, what am I looking for and which one would it probably be in? My business folder, my personal folder, and then I open my business folder and it's like I get these folders, okay, which one? And I, I just make the decision based off of what's presented to me and all of a sudden I get to a file folder and okay, that's the file that I'm, I'm looking for. It keeps it nice and simple. And so as a result of that, I'm able to store things like that. I have a nice, simple system that I had for a long t- period of time. And I think that a lot of people get kind of caught up in a lot of things. So, for example, texting drives me nuts. It drives me nuts because I can't file anything that's a text. I get it, and I have mm-hmm. to scroll around, and, like, maybe there's some text goes back a while. I can't date stamp it. So for it's, it's funny. If there's something I need, I just copy the text. And I paste it into an email and I send it to myself because I have a whole email yeah. system that, that's that way. And in fact, business-wise, I actually use Google Voice because the texts come to me in email and I can file them in a different way. And with that being said, I have, literally have all of my to-dos and stuff. Like if I'm somewhere, oh, my God, i got to get eggs. I'll just email myself eggs in the subject line. It all goes to that one location, and I just sit and I sort from there again. I'm not trying to make anything too complicated, but I just centralize everything so I can process. Is that another example? I mean, and what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I, you know, I, I have known you for a while, and one thing I love about you is just how everything about your systems are pretty simple, right? I think you mm-hmm. have really learned how to use that to your advantage, and you really know the ways that things work for you and the ways that things don't work for you. And, you, and you're very verbal about it. You'll say things like, don't text me that information <laughs> to yep. email it, right? So you also have learned to ask other people around you to help you manage that information when it comes to you. And I think, um, I think sometimes like a lot of my clients, they are shy about, you know, understanding their ADD, their ADHD, mm-hmm. and asking for things the way that it best fits them. Uh, one, by simplifying it by asking people to communicate in a way that is, is best for them. Uh, so I love that, you know, everything about the systems that you have work for you and you were able to simplify them in a way that makes sense, yep. uh, which, yep. you know, which is the reason why we're having this conversation. I think, like, whenever people are asking me to do things for them, I always, like, I, always, I ask them, like, how does this work for you? Describe the flow of the process for me and tell me, does it really make sense to you? And when it doesn't make sense to you, tell me which part doesn't make sense, right? So when I, I'm trying to deconstruct something, uh, I can easily, they can easily identify, like, this part doesn't work for me really well. Uh, a funny story for, like, about myself is, like, uh, when I was 40, I hired uh, one of those uh, image consultants. And mm-hmm. she was like, she was like, what do you wear? And I was like, I don't know. I wear jeans and T-shirt. And she was like, why don't you take some selfies of, like, your favorite outfits? And then I started, like, looking through my closet and piecing these things together. And then I started looking at my, you know, the way I dress. I was like, I am not a jeans and T-shirt kind of girl. Like, I'm actually, like, I love sweaters. That's what, how I would describe myself if I really paid attention to it. So, I think that exercise made me look at the way I dress differently, which is Mm. kind of like, you know, the same idea when I'm asking people to look at their systems. Like when you're forced to describe something or when you're forced to analyze the way you're you're doing something, sometimes I think the system itself comes to life. 
Uh, uh-huh. So that is one exercise I like to give people whenever they're like, this thing doesn't work for me. I'm like, well, tell me how how does it in your brain, how does it work, what are the steps you have to take, and where do you think the problem is? And sometimes people yeah. solve their own problems. Yeah, so I'm going to – this is a funny story. I'm gonna, this, I'm, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back and do some more of these, but i got to tell you this one. I don't, probably nobody in our listening audience remembers Garanimals. Does that ring a bell to you, Chris? <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Okay, so years ago, there was this thing called Garanimals, and it was clothing for kids. And it would have like an animal, like a giraffe or an elephant or like a pig or whatever it is. And basically what that meant is if you had something with a giraffe, every other garment that had a giraffe on it would go with it. <laughs> so like for me, because mm. the fashion police are after me all the time. I mean, if I, if I get just my – if I get – pulled over for a citation i'll lose the right to dress myself and, and i say that because even now i've got clothes it's i don't have granules on it but i go okay this shirt this outfit's that outfit this is this like when i go to conferences like i, like, I got my package of stuff and it's all kind of pre-done mm-hmm. so i don't have to think about anything it's just this stuff goes with mm-hmm. each other and so it was a crazy thing of thinking about but it made my life a hell of a lot simpler but just by going okay this is modular i don't have to pick out all the details it's just the the, the package and i'm good to go so all right we're going to go to break. Everybody, check your, uh, Chris out and details about her at organizingmaniacs.com. Our secret word tonight is complicated, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation about simplicity. Keep things simple, not so complicated, in a constructive organization. And I got, uh, I got some thoughts here a little bit. And then, Chris, I'll be really interested if, uh, if you've got some other stories of clients to example how you walked in these Frankenstein systems and blow them down. But I know... One of the things I do a lot with clients, in the, when we think of habits, often I'm finding people like, okay, I got this thing I need to do. I need to form a new habit. And I'm like, I don't know why we're going to do that. Like, let's piggyback. So, for example, somebody's got to remember to take something to work or whatever, and they'll like, you know, i got to figure this out. And I'm like, okay, so well, how do you get to work? I don't drive, really. Well, you you got to have keys like that. Well, where do you put your keys? Well, my keys in my, my wallet are over here. Okay, great. Tell you what, whatever it is, why don't we just put it with your keys in your wallet? That's a system that always works. And sometimes you have to just get a Mm -hmm. box to put it there. Like, let's not make this complicated. We don't have to come up with another system. Let's just ski back. Or 
I've had some people before like, you know, I need to – I'd like to start to meditate or do something. Well, let's talk about a time in your life where you're doing something already that's a regular habit that we could attach it to. Maybe it's like I'll do a lot of working with people. Like if you exercise and you want to start to meditate or, or do some type of mindfulness, why don't we do that while you're stretching before you exercise because you're already doing that anyway. Again, the idea is to piggyback and find those things that you can attach it to so that you don't have to make it so complicated. Um, habits, that is organizing, so it's the same concept, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love pairing. I think it's one of my favorite tips that I give people, um, you know, file when you're watching TV or whenever you're listening to your favorite podcast or uh, find the pleasure with the pain. Yes. <laughs> so find something that you love doing with something that you hate doing and see if you can combine those two things at the same time. Like, you know, you like exercising with people because it's social and it, and it gives you a time with your friends. And, and that is like, you know, I think a lot of the times yeah. I like to, um, I listen to, I, I live in DC. So as you know, there's a lot of traffic here. Um, I spend the time in the car, either calling people, touching base with my friends or my family, listening to podcasts. So I try to, and that is like quiet time that I get in my car by myself that I normally wouldn't get any any place else. So I stopped thinking of, you know, the time I spent in my car as like tragic time and I mm-hmm. thinking of it as treasure time, right? Because I, yep. I get to call people and touch base and listen to things that I normally wouldn't have to. Um, so pairing is literally one of my favorite things. A few years ago, um, I, uh, I was in, I was in a relationship and that ended and I was, you know, out of a sudden I was in charge of like picking up the mail and taking out the trash. And I went to lunch with my girlfriends and I said, said, they're like, how are you doing? I was like, ah, the worst thing that's happening to me right now is I keep forgetting to take out the trash and get the mail and my mailbox would be so jam packed that the mailman would leave me notes. And so they were like, they reminded me of like, they were like, okay, well, where, when, when and how can you do those two things? I was like, well, trash is always on Wednesday. And they were like, well, can you get the trash and, you know, pick up the mail at the same time? And they were like, what, what else do you already do on Wednesdays? I was like, well, I, I like watering the plants. That is like something that really makes me feel like I just feels connected to nature so, and I had quite a few plants in my backyard, so they were like, can you go and water the plants, take out the trash, and get the mail? And I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And you'd be surprised that I never forgot. I There was, like, not one week that I forgot to take out the trash when I paired it with my plant watering. So mm-hmm. it's like you can't underestimate the value of the, you know, these pairings. They're so important. Yeah. Um I, I, I do have an example of a client that had the same idea. So she was yeah. putting all of her return keys, and then the returns got a little unruly, right, because it's like we're getting a, a ton of stuff delivered nowadays instead of going to the store. And then she developed, like, a color-coded system to, like, you know, a red to be male and a green basket where things that needed to be uh, taken back to the store, and then I think there was a white basket thing that she decided she wasn't going to return at all, and that she needed to like either sell or donate. And then the whole front of the door just got crazy with these baskets, and things started to get unruly. And then I went over there and I was like, okay, enough with the baskets, right? 
just like one basket. Whenever that basket starts getting filled, you have to do something with the stuff, and then you have to take it back or, you know, or give it to your friends or take it to Goodwill or whatever, sell it, whatever you need to do, it needs to happen because you have reach capacity. Um, And then she did text me later, you know, like a couple of months later, and she's like, oh, my God, just having one basket is magical because everything is so streamlined in my you know, my front door is not like we're not tripping over things we're we're trying to get in. So um, pairing and streamlining just went really well on that occasion. So this is – we're on the same topic. It's going to sound really different, but i got I got to share. This is another personal experience of mine is uh, years ago, everybody started buying some things online. And for me, it's too complicated. Back in those days, it was way too complicated to return. The idea that I got to print off a label, I got to find a box, I got to take it, I got to mail, I just, it's just not going to happen. So I just, I just wouldn't do it. Then finally, one day I found out that if you buy online from Walmart or uh, Home Depot, if you don't like it, you just take it back to the store. You don't have to mail it all back. So mm-hmm. I started doing that for a period of time. Then Amazon started doing kind of their returns. And even that was a little bit because I'm like, how's that going to work? However, my business mailbox is at a UPS store. And when they started doing that, then all I had to do was print the label off and take it in to get my mail and just drop all that stuff up. But, okay, I'm on for Amazon because – at that point in time, it was too complicated for me to do that stuff online. If the return, I mean, mm-hmm. literally, the return would sit there until I couldn't return it back. But I adjusted that system, or, or or didn't get into that type of stuff until I knew it was simple enough—a process for me to adhere to and manage. Again, a little bit different yeah. from what the title of the show, but it's, sometimes you have to think about, you know, how can I? If it's too complicated, I'm not going to do it. So, what's the system that I'm going to do where I actually will do it? So. Well, I think I think what you're saying goes with simplifying because it honors how your brain operates, yep. right? And I think it is not very is not very uncommon that people say that to me, like it's too hard, it's too many steps, it's too complicated, I can't follow it, I forget. So I think like you you are using the you know you're using the simplified system that it works for you already and you committed to it like yep. when it was too difficult to return things online you didn't buy it online and to be completely honest I am totally with you on the you know whenever I buy something online if it's too complicated I'm not going to return it either so I love that now a lot of these stores you can go and take it back which make it super yep. simple um, to just return things uh, I mean I'm glad that everybody's getting on board with you know, we're all a little ADD, to be completely honest. We <laughs> don't have a formal diagnosis. It's like, you know, if, if it is too hard, we are just not going to do it. So one thing I want to – I want to kind of pull the show together, but one thing I really want to emphasize is that um, designing systems or even mapping out your current system, requ- typically people will sit and they'll think about it. And as I – I'm learning more and more because I've really been studying this recently is when you think about thinking is effortful. It's actually hard. Mm -hmm. And that's why people judge. They skip over the thinking part. They just react. They jump to conclusions and thinking through things requires working memory. And it's really helpful if you can begin to make it physical or diagram demo it or whatever. But here's the plug. And here's the thing that's really, really important is those with ADHD talking out loud and talking through what's there is actually a form of thinking. And we started this mm-hmm. off with Chris talking about walking into a house to help people organize these Frankenstein systems. And sometimes people with ADHD, it's too 
effortful and too difficult for you to think on your own. And there's a lot of value of just bringing somebody in and thinking through it, whether it's a professional organizer, your Frankenstein systems, or like Chris talking to her friends in order like, oh, my God, I could, I could do the plants in the mail with the trash cans. This is normal stuff for people with ADHD because, again, thinking is really difficult. And don't think that you have to do it on your own. You can probably work through your own Frankenstein systems if you just get some friends and get together and talk out loud and think their way through that. Now, does is, is that make sense to you, Chris, or is there anything you want to add to that? No, absolutely. I think, uh, honestly, I think I 100% agree. Talking through anything, uh, I personally talk myself. I talk myself stuff all the time because it is it is a way of processing information, and I'm a mm-hmm. verbal processor, so I like to talk aloud so I can hear myself saying the thing that I'm thinking. And sometimes I think a lot of clarity happens when you saying it aloud. I do encourage a lot of my clients to talk aloud when they're planning a system or when the system doesn't work or when they're trying to figure out the steps because you also you learn better when you hear it out loud, yes. it's not just in your brain. So um, I love that tip. It's, 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 that's, that's ADD central, and we're, we're doing – that's the reason this stuff works the way it is when you're talking to some other people, so embrace it. Don't do it alone. And I will do another plug. You know, Chris, you and I did a show a while ago about when you go in and you're decluttering about the idea of the memorabilia stuff. You move that to the side because that's the most difficult. And talking through what you're going to get rid of is a process because you have these things. And if you're going to reduce stuff that's a symbol or a reminder or a memory of somebody, sometimes it takes you to literally talk out loud or somebody to ask you those questions to whittle mm-hmm. that stuff down. Again, it's that talking thing that actually helps you think, whether it's getting rid of the memorabilia, what you're, you're calling it clutter, but usually there's some sentimental attachment to it. Or if you're trying to... to boil your Frankenstein systems down to one. Um, again, it's a very good ADD structure. So with that, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, we have we have done this a few times, and I always appreciate the opportunity to just, you know, bounce things out of your brain. Uh, you know, I always <laughs> learn something. I always learn something new about you and something new about organizing. So thank you for validating I, some, of my, uh, some of my tips that I give to people. Well, absolutely, and I love you, Chris, because you're 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 so calm, cool, and collected. You you bring a a sense of calm to the overwhelm of organizing, and you you bring a lot of great insights. So everybody, uh, check out her website at organizingmaniacs.com. Our secret word tonight is complicated. We hope you've uh, got some insights from this today. Hope it helps you think. Um, more importantly, go find somebody else to help you think through your processes. And with that, catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. Bye. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.